Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Unity of Farmington Hills, we are truly grateful and we are blessed. We are grateful that Kelly Kincaid is with us here, that she has chosen our space as our ministries. We are grateful that we have somehow held on to this space so that we can gather every week and be reminded of how grateful we should be. So this is a great time to be alive and we want to celebrate that. Don't feel like I deserve it Every day that I wake Every breath that I take You've given So right here Right now While the sun is shining down I want to live Like there's no Continue to be a tough act to follow. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. Wow.
as I was preparing for today, I heard this cute little story of this little boy who was um, in church and they were having communion, but they had gone to a, another church and to visit their, um, his grandmother's church. And instead of, uh, they called the, um, the wine and the wafers elements. And so they were saying, and the, and the minister said, the deacon is going to bring around, pass, the deacons will be passing along the elements. And uh, so the young boy got all excited. He's about six years old. He's like, yay, whippy, whippy, whippy. And the pastor was like, what are you so excited about? He's like, the elephants are about to pass. The elephants are about to pass. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Today I am speaking over, speaking on this topic that God's been working with me for a little bit. I'm teaching the, 12, the class, The Twelve Powers of Man, by the, from the book, um, Charles Fillmore's book, The Twelve Powers. And awesome. yes, it is. It's an awesome journey we're having together. And one of the things that we, this power we talked about, and we kind of got deep into it, and that's our power of power. This month of May focuses on our power of dominion, focuses on our authority. God said that we have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle of the earth, and over all the creeping things that creep upon the earth. And when God was talking about that, God said to have dominion and reign, be fruitful and multiply, and subdue the earth reign over it. And I was thinking about that, and you know, the Bible is always a metaphysical representation of what is being said. And so we were talking about what does this mean to have dominion over the world, to have dominion over your world. And as we delved into it deeply, we came to the consciousness, the realization that what is meant by that is to have dominion over your mental world, your, your world inside of your mind, inside of your being, inside of this temple that is carrying and, and moving and breathing and having its being in God as you move and breathe and have your being in it. That expression that you are of God, you're learning to have dominion and power and authority over you. So today, the title of my talk is Speak Over Yourself. And we're going to discuss this. We're going to, this may end up being a two-part thing. We'll see how God is working this out because God's been really working with me on this. And it's interesting because when I sent this title and a brief, the brief uh, summary of it, Faith asked me, having dominion, having uh, speaking over yourself in the Lord, does that mean over the, the, that the capital, the self, the Christ self, which is a capital S, because I've been talking to you guys about the Christ self and the personality self, does that mean that you have it over yourself, you speak over yourself in Christ? And I was like, yes, that's it. That's it. So when we start saying things like, you know you ever heard growing up someone say, bad boy, bad girl? Do you know you restrict a child, even calling them good, good girl, good boy, you restrict them because then you make them want to do everything they can to hear that from you because you've spoken it over them. And I'm noticing that that is something that is passed on from generation to generation because growing up I heard good girl, good boy. Did anybody else hear that? 
When I realize the power of our words, that we have power to restrict, I started changing that and saying, I don't like that behavior. That's not very good behavior. And even if I wasn't happy, I said, I'm not liking your behavior right now. I'm not happy with your behavior. Not I'm not happy with you. I'm not happy with your behavior. Because the truth is the spirit in me is always happy with the spirit in you. Because the spirit in me always sees the spirit in you or the spirit in my kids, or the spirit in someone else, whether they are acting in a behavior that is pleasant and loving or not. I always strive to see and be happy with the spirit in everyone. And I see it in all of you guys right now. So there's this scripture that I like. And I'm going to be going over a couple scriptures. And I'd like you guys to write them down if you can, even if it's on your your program or something, because I want you guys to, to study. You know, the Bible says to test the spirit by the spirit. So you don't take just take what the minister says and just live and walk on that. You take it, let it melt, uh, mull inside of you. You research it, you study it, and then you become what your conception of it is. So this scripture comes from Proverbs. And I'm going to turn to it in my, I love reading from the Bible. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation of this. The scripture says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Do we know some folks in our life that love to talk? Anybody? Is it just me? (laughs) I mean, I love to talk. I'm just kidding. I do, but I try to watch what I say. Now, what this means is, Those who love to talk will reap the consequences means that as you are speaking, you will reap the consequences on whether or not you're speaking in life or you're speaking in death. And whatever you are saying in that moment, you begin to create or you create or you begin to restrict and limit. When you're speaking from life, you're speaking from the infinite that you are, the Christ self. When you're speaking from the human side, you're speaking from the infinite that is the Christ, but from a human perspective, so you will have infinite, restricted, limited consequences. Does that make sense? It's like taking light and putting it through one lens or another. You are that light. How you focus is the lens. You focus in infinity in the Christ self, which is a capital S self, You create infinitely what those words are saying. You give life to what those words are saying. There's another scripture, too. We're going to put these scriptures together. I love God. I love God. This Bible is full of beautiful scriptures. John, verse 6. I mean, chapter 6, verse 63. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Now, he had had a time where he had 70 disciples, And he sent them out. He taught them how to work the miracles, which is really work the law intentionally, learning how to work the law. And he taught them how to heal. He taught them how to speak forth life. He taught them how to do all of these different things. And when they came back and started celebrating with him all of these things, it's like, of course, you're using the law. Well, 58 of them got a little cocky and walked away. But 12 of them stayed. And during this time, Jesus is talking. He says that the spirit alone gives eternal life, not you. And that's why they got cocky, because they're thinking it was them. The ego was speaking when they were giving, um, doing his healings. And, you know, you can learn the law and use the law, but you restrict yourself when you use the law from that human lens, the lowercase self. And then you get cocky when you see what you can do. 
So those 58 walked away because he said it wasn't you, it was the spirit alone that gives eternal life. He said human efforts accomplish nothing. He said, and they and the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So we're going to deal with this speaking over ourselves, speaking over yourself. Now, let me tell you a story. And you already know part of it. When my sister passed away, I felt defeated in a way. Felt a little defeated. Because I had prayed with her all through the year for a healing in her body. And I was, I was believing it to be so. And I was speaking from spirit when I was praying for her to have peace in her body. And to have the experiences of divine health, the divine blueprint of life and the divine blueprint of health in her body, in her breast, and in her spirit. I was praying over her that way throughout the whole year. And every time she'd call and she would be talking about this and she might be a little bit feeling a little bit down, I would speak that into her. I was speaking life into her. I was speaking that into her. But she passed away anyway. There was a moment, I'm going to put these together. There was a moment in David's life in the Bible where David had gone with his troops to do some conquering and do it on a mission. And when he came back, they noticed that the Amalekites had come in and taken and pillaged their city, burned everything down, and taken their children, their wives, everything. And he felt defeated as well. He felt defeated. Anybody else had a moment in your life where you felt defeated? Like you couldn't see what to do next and you felt defeated? Well, in that part, in that script, and after that, um, the, his troops were getting a little bit upset. And they started talking about stoning him. You're going to lead us out of here. We're not even here to protect our kids and our, our children, our wives and our stuff. We're going to stone him. And in, in, in uh, 1 Samuel chap, chapter 30, verse 6, they say, it says, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But he did one thing that was really powerful. It says, David found strength in the Lord his God. In the King James Version, it says that he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. In other words, he spoke over himself. In other words, he blessed himself with the power of his word. In other words, he the spirit of Christ. He connected himself with the spirit of Christ, and he activated that power and strength inside of himself. In the moment that I realized that, my, that the prayers in my mind, that I was, my human side was realizing that those prayers did not work, she passed away anyway. I texted Michael, and I said, um, I told him about my sister passing away, and he said, you know what? He said, first of all, condolences. And he said, if you don't want to speak this Sunday, because the next day, like that was 1, 1 uh, 26 in the morning, Sunday morning. And within hours, I was going to be here preaching, speaking in front of you guys, doing my talk. He said, if you don't feel like coming, we can do something. We can have a, we can have a, a music Sunday or something like that. We will figure it out. And it was interesting because I said, 
No, I'll be there because I'm about my father's word, about my father's life or something like that. And he said, you are your father's life. And I want to tell you, God used you, Michael, to give me the words to speak over myself, to encourage myself, and to find the truth in the situation that literally my sister was living the blueprint of divine health and wholeness. She was in spirit. There's nothing more powerful than the blueprint of divine health and wholeness than to be in the spirit with the Lord in joy. Her body was comfortable because it was no longer experiencing pain. She had a miracle because she did not die a suffered death. God took her in the moment that she started to have a lot of pain. She went to heaven in her conscious mind, total spirit. Now, I say it that way because we, we are in heaven right now. So how do we speak over ourselves? Number one, you come into a full awareness of your power of dominion, the power that you have over your own mind, the power to even lay your body down and then revisit your body that Jesus did. Resurrection was he Went back into his body. His spirit, he gave his, his spirit to God. Put it in the hands of God. And his body was in a tomb for three days. And then he called forth life back into his body. You have the power to do that too. There have been people who have done that in near-life, near-death experiences. They've chosen to come back. They've died and chosen to come back and live again because there was more to do. They realized their dominion, and they took ownership of their dominion. I take ownership of my dominion right now. Together, I take ownership of my dominion right now. That means that you know that you have control over what you are thinking, what you are speaking, what you are saying, and what you are doing. Now, when I say what you are speaking... I said it two ways. I said what you are speaking and what you are saying. We're always speaking to ourselves through our thoughts, right? And then what you say reflects that. That's number one. Take ownership of your dominion over your life. Over the life that you are, your Christ self. Take ownership that I am the Christ. I am the Christ together. I am the Christ manifesting in human form together. Manifesting in human form. When you know that you know that you know that, nothing, nothing, I'll say it again, nothing can influence you to change whatever you've brought your mind, put your mind into doing in the Lord. That's what it means to be in the Lord. That's the first thing. To be in the Lord means I've taken ownership of my dominion over my life. My life inside of me. And as I manifest that, everything around me changes. That's number one. Number two. Is to affirm it for yourself. To affirm it for yourself. You ever had a moment where you felt like you failed? You ever said, I'm a failure? Or anybody said to you, you're a failure? Or even thought it, I'm a failure? In those moments, you have taken your dominion and restricted yourself. You 
are not a failure. What you attempted to do failed. There's a difference. There's a difference. So we affirm the truth about ourselves. I am not a failure, but what I tried to do failed and taught me that there's another way to do it right, the appropriate way for what I want. Does that make sense? You are not a mess up. You are not stuck. You are not unworthy. You are the most valuable creation in the world. And the reason is because from the beginning of time to the end of time, there will never be another you, ever. There will never be another faith. Faith is a twin. And even though she's a fraternal twin, if she was an identical twin, there would never be another faith. There would be two of them, ever. And to affirm that for yourself in the spirit of who you are, that's the second step in speaking over yourself. You affirm it over yourself. The I am. And you speak I am in the truth, in the spirit of God. So everything you say after I am, you say the truth. So in the moment that I was having the, that, that feeling of feeling de defeated, and, and, I, and I knew when it was going to happen, because Howard and I were riding away from my sister. We were going, I was going to take a little bit of break because I wanted to take a nap and then maybe prepare for church in the morning. And I was telling him, I'm feeling so overwhelmed by emotion because my human side knows my sister's going to die and doesn't want it to happen. But the spirit in me is so happy. It's so happy. And I affirmed to follow the spirit in me. I affirmed it. And a beautiful thing about God is when you make that commitment with God, God will remind you of that commitment. So when I was feeling defeated, and I texted Michael, and he said, you are God's works. Because I said, I'm about my father's business. He said, you are God's business. When he said that, that reaffirmed and confirmed what I had already committed to. That my spirit celebrates that Sandy is passing with God. She's transitioned over into a higher vibration of life. What are you speaking over yourself these days? Seriously. When you look at yourself, look at your mind, look at your thoughts, what are you speaking over yourself? How are you using your dominion? Number one, are you connected when you first start speaking? And number two, when you start speaking, is it speaking in God? And number three, are you walking in what you have spoken over your life, yourself? Are you living out a self-fulfilling prophecy? Now, we've heard that before, right? You ever heard that before, living out a self-fulfilling prophecy? But have you heard it in a negative connotation? How about we create a spirit-filled connotation with that? How about we begin our day affirming over ourselves that we are one with the Christ, that we have dominion over our lives? The fish of the sea and the birds of the air represent thoughts and spirit, represents your dominion over your spirit world. You have dominion over your spirit world, over law. You are walking divine law. When I reconnected, I felt the peace of God well over me. 
And then I knew I had lived out my talk before I could come before you guys. Trying to catch up where I was. Thank you. Walking in what we speak. So, in this, both of those stories that I've told you, the one with Jesus and the one with David, there was a crisis going on. He had lost 58 disciples. And to the 12 that were left, it was like, what's going on? Is there something wrong? Jesus knew it was fine. Because that remnant would be the power that God would give him to walk and create and live in divine law. There will always be those parts of your mind that will want to crucify and stone you. That's what it represented in David. But when they connected to the spirit realm, they were coming from the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. That's where I was going. The cattle of the earth represents the thoughts that you think over yourself. How you bring what you, how you, bring what you grasp and connect to in your dominion and speak it over yourself. And every little creeping thing that creeps upon the earth is how you walk into it. We have been given dominion to create our life, to visualize our life, and to walk into it. Does that make sense? You guys are so quiet. So tell me something that is the truth of who you are. Throw it out there. What are you? I am what? I am light. Beautiful. What else? I am what? I am love. What else? I am God. What else? I am powerful. What else? I am blessed. I am wise. These are all connected to the omnis of God. God is omnipresent. So the presence of God is always with you, so you are powerful. You are God. You are the light. You are love. All of those qualities that are God are you. When we start this, the next morning, when you start even from this moment, connect yourself with the consciousness of who you are, the dominion that you are. You are God. I am God together. I am God. And you are. That's our second unity principle. The second unity principle says the divinity of God lives in us. We are one with it. And not are we one, only one with it. We are one with the good of God, and, which is absolute good, absolutely. And that Jesus was the only one who manifested that goodness fully. I don't know about you, but I want to manifest some goodness fully. Am I the only one? Or are you guys with me? So my, my challenge to you guys is today, how do you want to speak over yourself? Do you want to speak over yourself in life? Or do you want to speak over yourself in death? Which ones are the eyes? Life. Which ones are the death? That's the way it should be. Nothing. When you find yourself saying, I can't, are you speaking in life or death? Death. When you say, find yourself saying, I can, I am, and I do, what are you speaking in? Life. life and light. So take any of those I can'ts in your life and cross them out. Let's crucify every I can't in our life, ever. I can't. 
cross them out. Because the truth is you can. Even when it doesn't look like it, you can. So when we're in a space where we feel defeated, I, I got to the point where I said, I can do that talk. I can. And then I moved into saying, I am doing that talk. I am. And then when I got up here and I, I did the talk, I was living the talk. I was living it. And then when I sat down, I said, I did that thing. In the name of God, I did that thing. You guys want to do that thing? What is it? It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to sock it to. I told Howard, I actually can tell you, but you may not listen. <laughs> I always make funny things. What are they called? Memes that you do or something? I always do memes. And I crack myself up. And I'm the only one laughing, but that's all that matters, because that in my world, I'm the dominion and the ruler over my world. So to me, I'm the most powerful comedian ever made. Now, y'all might not agree with that, but I do. And God does. And when you have God, you have the majority. Amen? Amen. So we are going to do this thing. We are going to speak over ourselves every day. And you're going to watch the things that you're saying as well. You're going to transmute it because we are always speaking over ourselves. Always. Whatever thoughts are going through your mind, which planning out your day, or I don't know if I could do that, you're always thinking over your mind. Even when you're having a meditation and the monkey mind comes, go and starts playing around and woohoo, pay attention to me. And you're like, dang, I wish I could just focus. You're speaking over yourself. You're speaking over yourself. You shifted to, I can focus. I will focus. I am focusing. I think I can. I think I can. Remember that story I told you about the little boy who, um, he was in the car, and, I, and you guys heard it again in my class. You were taking my class. He, this, this, um, this lady and her son were in a car accident, and the car toppled over a bankment. And she was strapped in, she was upside down, strapped into her car seat, and she couldn't reach it. Actually, her arm was kind of broken, so she couldn't reach it or use it. But the little boy got out of his car seat and scurried over and undid hers, and she fell. And he got her out of the car. And he's pulling her up the embankment. He's pulling her. He's pulling her. Now, she's half conscious, so she doesn't hear what he's saying, really, at the time. So she's pull, he's pulling her, and he's pulling her. He gets her up on the top of the embankment. And then they get rescued. And then later on, when the doctors and the police are asking her about what happened, she comes into consciousness of what he was saying. He was saying, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think he was speaking over himself. He was speaking over himself. We can do the same thing. Speak over yourself in the Lord. Before you start your day, connect with your dominion, number one. Number two, affirm the truth of who you are. And I'm going to start having affirmations around the house so that I can see them in the front. I used to have them on my mirror. I used to have them on my mirror in my bedroom, on my mirror in the bathroom. I used to have them all over the place, and I affirmed it. And that's what I was affirming for that week or for that day. And I, and I even had them in my, my phone. And I text myself. I, you know how you can schedule a text? I would schedule a text and text myself every two or three hours. 
And then even when I would go, and even when I was at work, I'd go open up my phone, and a text was there, an affirmation for me to do. I was affirming over myself. And then number three, you live it. Live out that affirmation. So connect with the Christ that you are in your dominion. Go inside and just feel the Spirit of God. And even if you don't feel it, faith it until you make it. You've heard fake it till you make it? I like faith it until you make it. I heard Reverend Ernestine Griffin say that, and I love it better. Stand in the faith of it until you truly believe it. And then speak it over yourself. Write out your affirmations. However it is that you want to remind yourself throughout the day who and what you are in Christ. And then walk in the spirit of it. Are we ready to speak over ourselves in the Lord? I am ready, together, to speak over myself in the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. There we go. That's it. Close my eyes and I can see the world that's waiting up for me that I call my own. Through the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before, but it feels like home. They can say, they can say it all sounds crazy. They can say, they can say I've lost my mind. I don't care, I don't care if they call me crazy. We can live in a world that we design. Cause every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me awake. I think of what the world could be, a vision of
world we're gonna make However big, however small Let me be a part of it all Share your dreams with me You may be right, you may be wrong But I wanna bring you For the world we're gonna make